all living in a world gone geek. It's time to geek hard or go home. The podcast is real. Here's your host, Grounded Geek. Hey, everybody. My camera battery exhausted. What do you know? It's one of those things. It's one of those things where uh, it wouldn't be a World Gone Geek show if there weren't technical difficulties. That's true. So here's what I'm going to do. Right away, I'm just going to go ahead and bring up Utah and Aaliyah. Welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> this is great. Greetings, oh, program. Hello. Oh, my gosh. Jeff, are you... Jeff, you are a slave driver if your battery is exhausted. Come on, give your battery a break. That's pretty terrible. (laughs) I thought that was a joke. I was like, what is this? Is this a new thing? (laughs) And that happened right when we went live, of course. Of course it did. uh, That's so funny because, you know, you were doing the memory card thing for a little while earlier, so. I know. So, yeah, if you're just tuning in for the first time, (laughs) this isn't unusual. (laughs) This is par for the course. So, <laughs> the yeah, so uh, Jeff our, uh, lost power, so he doesn't have any lights, which is why we can't see him, but we can hear him. <laughs> yeah, hold on. All right, I got I to gotta get the right cord. I'm just going to do battery in. I was going to plug it in, but I can't find the cord. I took So I took the cord out to go to... Um, see, the great thing is this comes out as a podcast. Thank God most of our audience is a podcast audience. Because they're not seeing... Not here. They're not right. seeing this classic... Classic um, world gun geek. <laughs> but, but I was at the Cleveland Gaming Classic uh, yesterday, which is a, a convention here in Cleveland. It's all about yeah. games, uh, video games. And so there's the video game developers there. There's um, uh, the whole arcade set up. It's really cool. It's an awesome uh, convention. And that's where I took the cord because I was doing video and filming there. We can we can see the excitement oh. in your face as you're talking about it. I know, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead. Seen. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you two talk while I change the battery real quick. Oh, oh okay. Well, sure. That's amazing. Like, uh, that's, it's hilarious. And you and Leah after Jeff is gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what we do when when Jeff leaves. We just talk about him. No, I'm just kidding. I'm excited, Aaliyah. So I have a question for you. Yes. Do you know what a Tamagotchi? Do you know what a Tamagotchi is? Yes. You do. That's, yeah, it's like one of the, those little like handheld. Th- yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah. I I could I I swear I thought you might not know what those are. Did you have Did you have your own? Did you actually have one ever? Or I did, but I don't think I. Oh my god! The battery took away Jeff. Oh, there he is. Yes, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm so excited. This arrived in the mail today. <gasps> what? It's my R2D2 time. Okay, now we can see Jeff and we can't hear him. I love it. <laughs> I saw that announced. No, I just forgot to turn the microphone back. So I turned the cool. microphone off because I didn't want to hear me going over here and doing all this stuff. Oh, gotcha. Oh, now better watch right. out. Uh, watch out <laughs> the about your battery. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. What is going it's on? Time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Love it. It wouldn't be a world gone geek show if there weren't technical difficulties. Right. I had to make I know, that sound right. And Elite, well, Leah, what do you got to say about that? I think that is so neat. Oh, wait, which one, which part? The Tamagotchi or the battery? <laughs> the because the battery is very normal. The Tamagotchi yes. is so cool. Utah, for the benefit of our podcast audience, explain what you have in your hand right now. Oh, all right. So uh, back in, what was it? Would have been the 90s? Mm, 90s, yes. 
it would have been in the nineties. Uh, they had these little, basically keychain uh, battery operated. Uh, I don't know. It's, I guess it's a little game. It's called a Tamagotchi. It's basically a virtual pet. So you've got a virtual pet on this little monochrome eight bit screen and you would have to feed it and play with it and, uh, you know, basically interact with it like a real pet, except it's virtual, it's digital, and you just have it on your keychain. And they had different types of pets uh, back then. But they announced earlier this year that Bandai was going to come out with a Star Wars one, and it's an R2-D2 Tamagotchi. It's pretty and awesome. And I can't wait to open them up and start... Um, not taking care of them because I'm awful at taking care. Oh, of them. I know, right? That's what I was gonna say. I know I had some, but they definitely <laughs> died. There's a there's a collector out there who literally almost had a heart attack when you said you're gonna open that. Just yeah. so you know. That's but true. I'm the, and not, and, I'm the same way. I don't. And, I'm not, I buy those things. I want to play with them. That's why I get that. Yeah, stuff. I'm sorry. You know, I, I guess I could have. They're all just lined up there. There's no boxes anymore. Out of the box. Just, yeah, I want. I, I want to see them. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. I could have pulled a show in that too. I guess. Yeah, I'm what? sorry. I need. I, I need. I could have pulled a Sheldon and bought two, right? Keep one in that's, the box yeah, and play with it. the other. But I guess you I'm didn't not do that. As as, I'm, I'm not so- as rich as Sheldon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not like some astrophysicist that you know. Uh, I thought you were. <laughs> I, no, only when I stop at a only when I stay at a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> okay. I want to tell you about this Cleveland Gaming <laughs> Classic real quick. That's what I was yeah, going to do. Um, so, uh, no, but I, that was perfect that you brought that up at that time. So I appreciate it. And, uh, and now I want one really bad. I'm going to have to go see if, uh, if they still, they've got, they've got two versions. They've got, they've got like a solid, solid blue and white one. And this one is kind of translucent. So you kind of see through the blue. Nice. Um, yeah. So I'm going to set that aside and wake them up later. All right. Ellie is about to say something. I don't want to. Yeah, I was actually going s- <laughs> to... Whenever you lean forward like that, I'm like, is about to speak. Everyone... Sh- <laughs> I was going to say, uh, every time that Utah comes on, he has a different gadget, toy, right? something. Like, this We yeah. this needs to be a sequence or a segment, like Utah's, Utah's toys or something. That's... Yeah. You're, you're yeah, not yeah, wrong. Right, that might, seg- we might have to implement that. Yeah, the segment will be, what did Utah waste his money on this week? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah, and I'll bring up the, the little um, cha-ching sound effect cha-ching. every time. That every time, you, uh, because you just why is Karen not talking to Utah this week? Because I spent money on this. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So real quick, here we go. Check this out. This is my badge. Uh, from, look at you. It says staff. Look it does because you. I was on the staff. I did video production for it. It was pretty amazing. It's a really great show. Um, it's this is it's. Second or third year, it's, I can't remember. It's, it's definitely young, the second. Very young. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely more than one, but um, uh, because it was, it, I know <laughs> it was last year. But this is yes, the first, <laughs> the first, uh, this first time I've been, and it was phenomenal. So much fun. Um, nice. They have a whole arcade with like a bunch of machines in there um, that are older they, than year, Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Utah, they did not have the X-Men machine. So for those they, of you... What? Oh, come on. You, when Utah and I were in college, the X-Men, four-player X-Men, two two screen. It had two screens, Utah. Remember how excited we were? <laughs> oh, my god! I now have two screens sitting on my desk. But there were we two would, screens. We would skip doing laundry at the laundromat for a week 
And yeah. we'd have like our roll of $10 oh of quarters and just. It was four players, four joysticks and buttons. And you could play as the X-Men and go through this mission. Phenomenal. We loved oh, it. Yeah. Did oh, not yeah. have that one, but they did have one of my other favorite four player. The Simpsons uh, one? The Simpsons one. You, of course, mm. knew exactly what I was going to say. Um, so that was there. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of games. They had uh, tons of game uh, vendors. Um, uh, Dan, uh, Johnny Cage, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Daniel, uh, I'm going to say his name wrong, Piscina, I believe it is. He was there, so I got to meet him, which is pretty amazing. That's cool. Sonya Blade was there, um, also what? from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, the 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 because Mortal Kombat those weren't they didn't have the motion capture like that was actual right. video of wow. these, that was, that these was actors photo, photo, yep. doing the poses and the fights. That's cool. So they're and the original actors from the from the video game. Yeah, That's I've got cool. some footage. Next week I'll actually show footage. Obviously, I mean I was there from ten in the morning to eight at night and I'm still sore because I'm carrying a stabilizer, <laughs> Ronin stabilizer. I am. It's a wonder I'm even here. Thankfully we were fighting Sonya Blade. And oh, you were we carrying the gimbal. It. Oh yeah. It was crazy. Uh, I'm, I was so sore getting in the car. I walked, uh, you know, definitely hit my 10,000 steps yesterday, but <laughs> it was fantastic. And um, we're going to have, uh, so there were game developers there too. Uh, indie, indie game developers. Uh, one of them, uh, Two of them have agreed to come on our show. Um, One of them is going to be here on December 19th. They are Afro Duck Studios and they are, they have, uh, they're in Columbus, Ohio, and they're working on like an, uh, an African based themed RPG. And uh, they had a demo of it there. It's really sweet. The artwork is great. The graphics are awesome. Uh, And uh, you know, I just started talking to them and he was like, yeah, we'd love to come on the show and talk about it. So uh, I gave him the link to our calendar and he signed up before I even walked away from the booth. Uh, so they're going to be here in December. So that's fantastic. And then the other one, Utah, is uh, for our um, our live streaming. Uh, it's called the Grip of Madness or something like that. And it's a four player. Oh. Uh, imagine Phasmophobia, but you get to um, mixed with like Call of Cthulhu. Um, and it's like, and um What's the game? Among Us. So someone becomes the traitor. You don't know who halfway through. Like you start out all doing the same thing in four. You're trying to complete a ritual. At some point, a random player becomes the traitor. Turns. And yeah, plus there's a brute and some demon dogs and things in there. Graphics are great. It was really fun to play. I died immediately um, when the traitor was revealed, but it was fun. Uh, so, but it's, it's like, exactly really? the you? kind of game that Matt would be hilarious playing. So we're going to oh, bring that's Matt awesome. yeah, we'll have to, on yes. uh, to play this. And I'm picking on Matt, but no, I mean, we all, it's fun. We love to play the scary games together. Um, and this is, this is a four player fun one. So imagine like dead by daylight meets, you know, um, Phasmophobia meets among us. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. So they're going to come on later, uh, early next year, because they're still in uh, development. They, they just brought like some of it. We played around a bit, but it's not cool. complete. When when it's closer to being complete, they're going to come on and talk about it. Fabulous. Um, and they both, both those um, uh, people were there at the, at the thing. So that was awesome. And then, of course, there was a cosplay con- contest. And, uh, and, and who, and who won an award? Who won? Who won? My, who won? my who? daughter who? won the best yeah. show. So I was very, way to go. Very, very proud yeah. of her. Um, yeah. And mm. I'm telling you, uh, like she's, she's so humble. She doesn't like 
the attention. She doesn't like uh, me talking about it, so I'm doing it anyway. And I saw her. <laughs> I, I saw her Instagram post, and yeah, she looked fantastic. Check out her Instagram. Um, yeah, she looks fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna put it down in the in the thing here, but um, yeah, you can but see all, how amazing her all of her cosplays is. are are great. And mm-hmm. to see how she's progressed and has gotten better and better at it over the years is incredible. All right. So, so that's cool. her Instagram down below. Um, she's Great an amazing, she amazing stuff. makeup artist. You're going to be blown away yep. by her talent. But, uh, and I'm not just saying that as a dad, I am saying it as a dad, but I'm just, you know, super proud not, of her. I'm not saying it as a dad. She this got so good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she would probably I get very angry like, if I posted the picture here on the show. So I'll just give you her, her Instagram. Cool. You can go follow her. Just give the, just give, I just, can't yeah, believe she doesn't have her. more followers. Yeah. And for the podcast listeners, it's NURBS Wax, N U R B Z W A X. And I, it's like, I feel like I need to whisper because if she walks around, she's going to come over here and be, She'll be like, Dad. All right. <laughs> no, I think we're good. Anyway, she's got a YouTube proud. channel too. She does. She's yeah, super talented. I'm super proud of her. Um, yeah, so that was She's great. Awesome. That was that was Cleveland Gaming Classic. Um, there's going to be some video footage. Uh, um, I'll 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 show a little bit here next week. We can show um, a little okay. bit, and then uh, you can follow them, um, especially if you're from Cleveland, <laughs> um, on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe somebody would travel from far away to go to this. I it's people very, travel for conventions. Come I on. Know. So if you happen to, you know, be nearby and you want to go to that next year, um, they're on, uh, they're on Facebook, Cleveland gaming classic. Um, and it's fabulous. So wonderful. Cool. Today, however, we have a very special <laughs> guest. So, um, last week we talked to Shane Salk who joined us on game night, which was fabulous. Um, and I, he'll probably never speak to us again because of how it went. Um, yeah. <laughs> you got to go watch it to see that. Um, no, he was, uh, he was I great. Doubt that. He fun. loved it. He had fun. Did I, I make him uncomfortable? He made himself I uncomfortable. I think he, he made himself uncomfortable. Um, he admitted it. <laughs> but uh, he is an audio drama um, writer and a producer and actor and all those things. Um, but our theme this month is writing. So we've been talking to writers. Shane was the first one of the month. Um, and tonight we have a writer on, a novelist who has a book out and a second one, like almost imminent, I believe, is just In about like a month or so. Yeah. About yeah. it. Um, she is uh, very talented. I actually read the first uh, book when she booked with us. So uh, I've already read it. It's great. <laughs> I see what you did there. When she booked, I read the book. Yeah. See how many times I can fit book into that sentence. Um, <laughs> But uh, her name is Danielle M. Orsino. Uh, she has written a book called Birth of the Fae. And uh, she is here with us tonight. Say hello to Danielle. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. How you doing? And Look she how is, gorgeous she looks. She is fully fade out. Yes. Um, in full fae. In full fae. Yes. Um, which is, you look fabulous. We're so glad that you're here. Um, you. I'm going to have you turn your camera sideways now that we go into this view. Cause I want them to be yeah. able to see you. Um, there we go. But yeah, we um, are grateful that you're here. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. All right. Well, so tell us, let's start with the book. I mean, tell us first, give our audience because they haven't read it. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, an overview, kind of what they can expect um, from your novel. Uh, Birth of the Fae, Locked Out of Heaven is the first book in the series. So it's basically angels with daddy issues. Uh, A bunch of (laughs) angels are stuck here on Earth after the war with 
uh, between God and Lucifer. And there's two sets, the virtue angels who were sent here on earth to prepare the earth for humans. And then the power brigade who were actually the ones fighting the war between God and Lucifer. And uh, basically the creator, as they call him, locks the gates and just says, nobody's getting back in. So both sets are stuck here with no way of getting home, no reason for being locked out. And they now have to make do with what's going on. And they both kind of have their reasons to blame each other. And so they just have to learn to survive and reinvent themselves. So, uh, yeah, they've got some issues with daddy at this point. And then they uh, think of it as um, what happens when the company shuts down and you don't have a job anymore. What do you do? Do you get angry with everybody or do you figure it out? Interesting. And yeah, and it's, uh, I would, I mean, again, like I said, I read it. And one Mm -hmm. of the things that I love about it is like, you have built this kind of world. Uh, The world building is, I think, the key to a really good book. And you've spent some time, obviously, thinking about this because it's very, like you've got, there's there's a lot of characters, there's a lot going on, there's a lot Mm -hmm. to this world. Um, What was your inspiration? Like, where do you get your inspiration for this world? Like, what? Did it come from, you know, um, an amalgam of other sources? Like, um, it's very unique. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I fell into this. I didn't uh, set out, like, I didn't wake up one day and say, oh, today I shall write a book. I'm a writer. I was a nurse. (laughs) Uh, I had a patient who basically needed a distraction while he was undergoing IV treatment. And the story fell from there. He just one day said to me, I don't want to do this treatment anymore. It's taking too long. I don't want to sit in this chair do something and keep me in this chair. And from there, I said, okay, tell me something interesting about yourself. And he just said, well, I was recruited by the CIA out of college. And I'm like, oh, we could have found out what was in Roswell and we could have done this. And we were making all conspiracy theory jokes. And he said, no, it was for the analyst position, which is he's like the most boring part of the CIA. And we were going back and forth making jokes. And then we were discussing, you know, his disease was Lyme disease. So we discussed a bunch of the conspiracy theories with Lyme and out of my mouth. And to this day, I don't know what the hell made me say it. I said, um, well, you know where Lyme really comes from. And he goes, uh, Plum Island. And I said, no, fairies. And he looked at me, he said, what? I'm like, yeah, they don't like the way we treat the environment. This is them getting back at us. And from there, he just said, who are the fairies? And I said, um, angels that didn't get involved between God and Lucifer. And I don't know what made me say it. And the story just orally started coming out of my mouth. So every day he'd sit in the chair and I would tell him another part of it. And I would just make stuff up. Oh, yeah, there was this dark fae king and he didn't like the light fae queen. And we'd go back and forth. I didn't really think about world building in that sense. I was just pulling from my own imagination. And I'm very influenced by comics. So I think that probably had more to do with it. Once I sat down to write the story, a lot of it was him probing me, saying, you need to go write the story. You prodding me. You've got to go write the story. Then I started sitting there and kind of researching virtue angels and the hierarchy of Christianity and things like that. But initially, I think a lot of it, when I told the story out loud, I pulled a lot of it from comics and Star Wars. You know, I was a big, you know, Lucas, I thought, just told stories really well. I think he's just got that talent for good versus evil. It's very clean. Um, Labyrinth, Jim Henson's Labyrinth, I think is just an amazing story. 
Um, so I think I pulled a lot from that in my head when I told it, but really when it came down to it, I'm a comic book geek. I mean, Jarbok probably was influenced most by Magneto. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, I you, can know, see that. you know, a lot of like, I think I'm doing what's right for my kin, whether you agree with me and my methodology, that's mm-hmm. on you. Uh, yeah. But yeah okay. I'm doing it. Uh, so, you know, Aurora's probably got a little Wonder Woman in her. I want to see <laughs> nice. the good in everybody. Uh, Desdemona's, you know, I think I like to joke that, you know, she's there's a little Harley somewhere deep down in Desdemona. Like any minute, she's going to probably lose her mind. You're just not sure <laughs> when it's going to happen. But there's a ticking time bomb in there. So I think a lot of it just came from comic books. And that's really where my influence was. Very yeah. cool. Now, Desdemona, so Aurora, um, for the, uh, those obviously who haven't read it, Aurora is the queen yes. of, the, of the light, of the lights of Fae or whatever, <laughs> and Jarvok is the king of the dark, or the, yeah, the yes. dark side, if you will. Um, but Desdemona, I think, is my favorite character because she's kind of like the captain of the guard or whether she's yes. never been taken seriously until now. Aurora puts her faith in her kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I like those kind of role. I like those kind of characters who are who are like the kind of misunderstood or or, or you know, but mm-hmm. they get their chance to shine and then they're, they're like the, uh, yes. so I, I really like that character. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. So, so yeah, tell us a little bit more about um, like the process of writing it. So it sounds like you, you know, just kind of fell out during the storytelling. How long did it take to get to the form it is now? Like how long was the writing process, editing? Like what, it what was, was that um, like? It was a while. What I did was I would tell him the story, but I wouldn't go back and write it. I just told it to him. And then when he was really like, you need to go sit and write this. I was like, no, I'm going to PA school. I'm not going to go be a writer. Like I, I want the money. You know what I mean? Like I need to, I want, I want a serious job. Like nobody right, needs right. writing. Uh, and then I actually went as anaphylactic shock using the meds that I was actually treating everybody with. And I got really sick and it turned out healthcare was not going to be my, my job anymore due to this allergy. So at that point I was like, mm-hmm, okay, universe is telling me something different. So I sat down to write and I hand wrote the book. I started oh, wow. out writing one book and out of it, three to four books came out. Cause I, I wasn't sitting there going, oh yes, chapter one. It was more like writing. And then I'm like, oh, they'll probably want to know where this came from. Okay, let me go back and write this. And I would just hop from chapters to hmm. chapters and just kept going because I was like, I don't know what that, I have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, when people are like, what is your process? Are you a plotter or a pantser? I'm like, I, I don't know. I just sit and write. Like, I hope I pray. It's more like I'm a prayer. I'm not a plotter. Yeah. I'm a prayer. I just wrote it. And then um, I started, I found a couple editors here and there, but they weren't great. And then I found one that was phenomenal. I met up with uh, Cleet Barrett-Smith. And he became my developmental editor for book one. And he really like was like, okay, let's sit down and figure this out. And he read it and he's like, I think you might be better cutting it, cutting book one in half. He's like, cause it's a long book. And he said, you don't really have the audience for it. You're new. So that's what I did. And that was probably a good two and a half years from beginning wow. to end. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I went with one, I went with icon first to do the first one. And then after a year, uh, the four horsemen found me 
and was like, you know what? We specialize in fantasy books. And they said, why don't you jump with us? They said, because this is what we do. And so um, I jumped to the Four Horsemen, which just seemed apropos given the name. And, uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They found me and said, you know, we're going to take the book. We're going to re-edit it. We're going to put out a second edition. And I had always wanted to do a prologue that featured Lucifer. And they were really into that idea. And they said, let's um, put out a new version of it, re-edit it. Let's add this new prologue with Lucifer and start working on it. And um, they took it and ran and they said, let's add your cosplaying to it. So they said, while we like the cover of the first version, they said, let's let's take your photos of you dressing up these characters and let's put you on the cover. They were like, why are you hiding behind this? And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, why not? Like, I just did it because it helped me to figure out when I was writing, like Desdemona's cape shouldn't be long. You know, it's like she'll get pulled right. when she's Enough fighting. fighting. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, right. things like that helps. It's like so no they, capes. Yeah, exactly. No capes. Admiral, no capes. <laughs> so they figured it out and they jumped in and it was really helpful. And they have a different editing process that I like. So we went through it and I've been with the Four Horsemen since. And we're, you know, kind of marching together on this. And I, I enjoy it. But I also handwrite everything. So... You know, that's how I start my process. So I was going to say that uh, that cover. cover. Wow. Yes. Yes. That is, that is me as Lady Serena. As our mate. I I saw on your Instagram, the original shot. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It's really fantastic. Yeah. And it's so awesome that, yeah, that that's you. I was, um, it's funny because I was sitting here just, um, trying to figure out which version of the book that I have. <laughs> no, that's right. Cause now there are like, two did editions. I get the full edition. I don't, I don't know which one I actually read. So I'm going to have to double check here because now I guess I'm gonna have to read it again. Um, uh, yeah. You don't have a prologue featuring Lucifer. You have the, the first edition. If you have a prologue, then you have the second edition. You know, what? that's kind of cool to be a, such a young, a, a new author and have two editions of your, yeah. of your book. That's pretty cool. I kind of like it because, you know, it it let me, they were cool. The Four Horsemen were really cool because they were like, oh, you want to do a prologue? Okay. I was like, really? (laughs) Because I was like, isn't this where you kind of like start strangling me? And they were like, no, go do it. And I'm like, (laughs) there's got to be a catch to this. I was like, wait a minute. They were like, no, have fun. So how long did it take you to build your audience? I know you were saying. I'm still building. I'm still building. It's, um, I'm on two blasphemy lists. Um, no. So, <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. I'm on okay. two blasphemy lists. I currently have a Christian ethics group. I don't know exactly which one because I start tuning them out, petitioning the Vatican to have the book pulled. Oh, my um, God. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm threatened on Instagram weekly from people that are like, the book is blasphemous and this and that. Um I get people that are like, but it's not real. (laughs) Right. Okay. You know that like you're a normal person. (laughs) You understand that. It's fiction. Um, You'd be surprised how many people don't get that little nuance. Right. Um, Mm. I, I have people that this is, this is no lie. This was probably the best one I got. Um, Can I please have your home address? Because you're obviously (laughs) angry with God and we feel we need to send you pamphlets. And my response was, 
Lucifer has not yet told me what realm of hell we're living in after we're married. As soon as he tells me, I will let you know and send you the address. Oh my god! So far, he hasn't told wow. me. Wow. Uh, once I know where we're registered, I will let you know where to send a wedding gift. Thank you so much. Um, oh my gosh. He's giving you the cold shoulder. Really? Lucifer of all people. I'm yeah, that's where I'm heading. Um, cause I, I don't, I have people that want to send me books about how to repair my relationship with God, but they all want wow. my home address. Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You get that's that a little much a fantasy book, right? Like, yeah. right. I know angels are not here right now fighting and they're not really the fae. Like right. I, 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 I do understand this. I, I don't need medication. I'm yeah, good. Right. I've never understood that as, as somebody who is a believer myself, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is fantasy. This is a fiction book. It's fun. It's like, even, you know, I don't know. I don't know. That's it's I'm just dressed like, like a mermaid even, on the book. I yeah. know there aren't mermaids. Like, <laughs> My, that my should dog, have been your first clue, right? <laughs> the, the, the my mer- dog is the dragon in the book named Los. It's my Yorkie that inspired Los. That's um, awesome. I know he's not a dragon, but well, okay, and so now, and- I'm still working on building that audience. Um <laughs> You know, well, it sounds like you've built up an audience, just a different kind. Hey, you know, some, and it's not, it's funny because that kind I mean, that's the, whenever you hear these boycott type situations or any kind of like protesting situation, all it does is draw more attention to it. Now people want to know why, oh, why are they so offended? I'm going to read this book now. So hopefully that right. helps Any you. publicity is I mean, good publicity, If right? anything, it helped Harry Potter. Remember, like people were yeah. up in arms about that. Uh, which Harry Potter is awesome. So Harry Potter I is amazing. It's yeah. I joke and I'm like the the day that I see the Pope holding up my book in the Pope mobile, I've made it. If, <laughs> yeah, like, if he's got nothing Absolutely. better to do, then, oh wait, you know I'm what? gonna make a note. Send copy of book to the Pope. <laughs> exactly. I'm like <laughs> I'm setting a reminder. I'm gonna know, do that next week. I, I I'm all good. So we're working on building the audience. I think um, book two will will bring people back into the fold a little bit because there it's, it's less controversial, but I joke with them. Cause I'm like, wait till you see what I do in book three and four then, you know, if you're really upset. So <laughs> oh you want to post a snake, let's see what really happens. But <laughs> you know, I wasn't even trying to offend you before. So <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I joke because my dad is very religious and I was, I was nervous when I said I was going to write this book and he was like, yeah, yeah go for it. He's like, nice. go have fun. Like, what's what's the big deal? And he read it. He listened to the audible, the, the audiobook, because he was like, I'm not gonna read it. Um, thank yeah, thank you. Yeah. I yeah. And I started I started listening to it this week. Um and um, He loved the audio. It's really uh, I, I'm assuming that you have some say in like who narrates and who reads what, but um great choice of narrator because he's he's fantastic. He's awesome, right? Oh, yeah, Stephen he's really, really good. Yeah, they called me, uh, Skyboat Media did it, and they called me after they read the book, and they said, we see you don't have an audio book, we'd like to be involved. And the minute I picked up the phone and heard his voice, I went, oh my God, it's Jarvok calling me, and I giggled a little bit. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And I kind of was like, and I held the phone, I went, um, I was like, would you be Jarvok? He's like, well, I'd like to be. I'm like, yeah, you're him. It's cool. I was like, you got it. That's I'm awesome. like, you be Jarvok. Oh, that's so, so cool. Great. Yeah. So I- really I, 
I, I'm literally on Amazon trying to look at, or on my Kindle on my phone and I can't log <laughs> in. Which my edition you have. Not working. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to find out what, what edition. So, and I'm looking on Amazon because the, the one, the cover that's on, cause I have it on Kindle, mm-hmm. the cover that I have it um, on is the old cover. I will oh, so it's you, not Lady Serena. I will send you the new one. Send okay. me. Okay. I will send you, I will. Well, I'm looking at the the old one now, and it doesn't even have a Kindle version. That's what's making they me think it. maybe. So I will oh, I gotcha. will send you a gift oh. card for for uh, the Kindle version the oh, of that, the new one. Okay, I'll take care awesome. of you. I'll I'll hook uh, you up. When oh, we that's all awesome! <laughs> so sweet. So, I got you. Just for clarification, just for clarification, so the audio book is based on the second edition, then, right? Um, the audio book is based on the first one we because we had oh, so done still that first. before. So I I will okay. send you uh, I'll send you a gift card too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't have to. I was just making sure <laughs> I was getting the right. Oh no, you're right because it doesn't have a prologue in it, so that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got I'll it. send gift cards for everybody. You can all download the Kindles. Okay. Oh my gosh. You get a gift card. You get a gift card. There we go. Everybody goes to the bail. Everybody goes to the bail. There we go. There we go. Go to the bail. We're all going to the bail. Just hop on a dragon. We're all going to the bail. It's all There we go. We're going. We're getting on the Yorkie. Yeah. Get on the Yorkie. Well, actually, Los doesn't fly, but that's okay. He's he's not big enough to carry us. We'll we'll jump on Dragor. Yeah, we got it. Here. Los there is a little is a little go. dragon. Yeah, Los the, is the little one. Exactly. So he's a, he's I, so I know you're a comic book fan. When you when you're mm-hmm. describing Los, I'm thinking Lockheed from X Men. Is that any? Yeah, kind of that was that was yes. Lockheed was a little bit of a um, I, inspiration. Nice. So X Men was my go to back in the in the eighties. Back and, in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was a Wednesday actually, and the. <laughs> Um, the, uh, Lockheed, uh, just, lo- and Kitty were two of my favorite characters. So, um, yeah, anytime you can incorporate a dragon that is like, you know, yes, small, like the size of your dog. I, I just, yeah. I love that. It was fun. Yes. Um, but there are some big menacing and mean and crazy, uh, scary dragons in this as well. Yes, um, there are, which is, which is pretty cool. But, uh, yeah. So now, so when is the next book, uh, officially going to drop then? Uh, Birth of the Faith, Thine Eyes of Mercy comes out uh, December 20th. The ebook comes out December 1st, but the hardback comes out December 20th. All right. Wow, okay. So, cool. yeah, so it's a, coming out. I'm an Any news on the audiobook for that? Uh, we're working on it right now. We're actually getting okay. things put together because I do love me some audiobooks myself. And <laughs> um, there is, I'll give you guys a little scoop right now since you were talking about gaming. Hey. We are talking, um, we are kicking around um, a possible mobile app game. Oh, uh, that's cool. Dragons. That would be neat. Very and nice. It is based off of a scene from book one where Los steals a crystal from <gasps> the palace. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and has to fly it back to Bloodhaven. Oh, so you get, to be, you get to be Los in the you game? You get to be Los and then oh. steal the crystal, but you have gotcha. to sneak out of the Court of Light. Right. And oh, not drop fun. the crystal. <laughs> Can't that drop it. Fun. And you have Don't to get it, it across without the Illuminasca, the Cap the or Desdemona finding anybody you. finding you. Yeah. And get it that across like fun. the veil. Yeah. And then oh. possibly maybe tossing it to some other dragons and playing kind of a game of capture the flag. Yeah. And getting it across oh. the whole veil. 
That's pretty that, brilliant cross promotion there. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah. And, uh, awesome. You know, maybe you'd be unlocking a graphic novel or some other things as it happens. You know, Very cool. That would yeah. be cool. We are um, in some, you know, developmental discussions right now and doing it because um, I do want to kind of keep my geek roots, especially with comics and graphic novels, because I, I think um, I think Birth of the Fae is just made for graphic novels. So mm-hmm. I'd like to incorporate them a little bit more. That'd be in. cool to see it see it in a graphic novel form at some point in the mm-hmm. future. Yes, that's what I that's what I'd really like to do is uh, bring it to a graphic novel because I think, uh, like I said, it's just made for that. That's why we've had some of the characters drawn, and even on Instagram, you'll see them uh, yeah. drawn up and shown because I think it's it's putting that thought out there. And we've had people ask, "When is it coming out?" And Four Horsemen have talked about doing it in a graphic novel. So the Fantastic. thought is out there. We have, uh, we've discussed oh, it. That would be, for me, that would be like, yeah, that's what I really want to see is, you know, that, uh, that comic route come to life. That sounds, that sounds cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, the, that would be great. <laughs> Sorry, my, uh, I'm trying to find some pictures because we mentioned the, um, the fact that you're cosplaying as kind of the, the Fae right now. Yes. But you go all out with some of the characters. You've oh, got yeah. some. She's tell, got, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your, uh, how you got started in cosplay. What was, when was that? What was your first uh, oh, cosplay first that you did? You know what? It's funny. I think I've always, I've always done Wonder Woman in some capacity as much as I want to think that I'm 5'11". I'm not. Um, but I've always done <laughs> Wonder Woman you. in some way. Yeah. You know, I always say God left the one off on the order form. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, that's great that's funny it was I, when i, like I was um when i was competing in martial arts i had okay. always um, wanted to do a musical form as wonder woman so i did it when i was on the u.s team i did wonder woman but you can't really dress up as wonder woman there they, they frown upon that they have uh, yeah, yeah. yeah you know they want to <laughs> keep you in a uniform and all that stuff right um, but i had done some musical forms as wonder woman so then i just moved it to the con circuit so I've done Wonder Woman a couple times, um, but I do love doing Harley Quinn. Uh, you know, I think oh, cool. I I want to say I'm Wonder Woman, but at the end, I'm really Harley at heart. Um, so I've done <laughs> a lot of Harley from Batman, the animated series. I've done a lot of the gesture of Harley. Yeah, that's, that's kind of my fa- that's my that's my favorite version. Yeah. So yeah. seeing your pictures are just really you look fantastic as Harley Quinn. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I love Love doing Harley. Um, I've done Catwoman a couple times. Uh, I've gone to Comic-Con, you know, New York Comic-Con is Catwoman. Uh, you know, cool. that was kind of, that was fun. I usually stay within the DC realm. I've wanted to do more Marvel, but I haven't quite yet found that Marvel character. Because it's always like, yeah. oh, you should do Black Widow. I'm like, it's expected. Yeah. I've wanted to do Firestar. Oh. Oh, Firestar would be awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. That's in the one that I'm like, if I'm going to do Marvel, I'm going to do Firestar, but I want to do her right. And it's like, I want to figure out exactly how to get that microwave look, you know, that glow Mm -hmm. that she has. So I looked at like some LED threads to get it right. That's kind of like my pinnacle if I'm going to do Marvel. Because it's like, I'm not going to do Dark Phoenix once again. It's expected. Not doing that. (laughs) Right. You know, like, it's like, that's too easy. It's it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. You know. Or Wanda. Yeah. No, I'm not not doing Wanda. Not that I don't love Wanda. 
too. Ex- I can't bring myself to do it. It's too expected. Um, maybe yeah. I would do Rogue. Maybe, but I'm doing X Men animated series Rogue if I do it. There you go. Yes, from the '90s. Yes, which is coming yes. back. Did which you is hear coming that? back. Yes, yes. Coming I'm back, back on Disney Plus. Plus. They announced it. I'm so excited. I'm down. And it's, for and, that. it's it, and there. It's like a c- continuation in that style, in that animation yes. style, and everything. So great. You see that? That I'd be down it. for. I would do Rogue. I would do. But I can't find, you know, like I said, Firestar would be where I would go if I'm going to do Marvel. That's where I go. But I usually stay in the DC, in the DC family. I do Wonder Woman. I've done Batgirl, but Yvonne Craig Batgirl. I've done mm, old Adam okay. West. Okay. Yeah. That style Batgirl, because that just. Nice. Once again, that fits me. If I'm going to do it, that's where I've gone. Um, I've done Gal's version, Linda Carter's version of Wonder Woman when I've done it. And I did Kingdom Come. Okay. Oh, I did cool. that at a dam, you know, full on. I did actually like a little short on Instagram. It was like maybe a minute of, you know, a little video that way. Nice. Cool. With the sword, did the whole thing. Um, nice. So, you know, I've done, when I do it, I want to kind of go all out when I do them. So, That's you know, to me, cosplay, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And when you go to the cons, oh, that's you can always tell who's there to really do it and, and have yeah. a good time and who's there to just watch. And if yeah. I'm going to go, I'm like, let's go. I, I, uh, there's one guy, Daywalker, who does Blade, who's yes. phenomenal. And we did like he's a whole fantastic. little fight scene oh, that's when fun. I was Catwoman and he's great. And then there's a, um, there's a great Deadpool when I Wait. see him. Blade was fighting Cat. Well, you're crossing the streams. Yes, I can't do I know. it. I and that's what was so great. It was as close to Amaglan as I'm ever going to get. I'm joking. This I was just giving Utah a hard time about that the other day. He was giving me a hard time about crossing streams. It's yeah, just, just it, we no. didn't explode. It was okay. It, it was it's good, okay. But I did have there are times I had Ryan okay. Reynolds walk past me in a bad Deadpool costume two years ago. What? Uh, before he went, he was doing some, I don't know if it was Fox, it was one of the studios when he was doing for um, his latest movie, not Red Notice, the one before that. Free guy? The, Free guy. Yes. He did the announcement at New York Comic Con. He was walking around in a bad Deadpool costume. Walked That's right awesome. past me. And literally, uh, <laughs> me and my friends were like, that is like a, a weird Deadpool. Like he had a, um, a robe on, a sombrero, and he was walking with the um, local. Oh, yes. Stick. The sombrero, Yes. Walks past, and then like two seconds later, everybody's phone's going off because he showed up for Free Guy like unexpectedly. Wow, like, those was, are the best. When the, when the yeah, when the celebrities get, hit the con floor dressed up, and you don't, and they go incognito. That's the best. Yeah. It was just I think I was dressed as Poison Ivy at the time, and I'm like, what? Well, I couldn't have just walked over to that Deadpool and just taken a freaking picture. I'm right, like, Elite, is, right? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I'm like, what is wrong with it? you know? Yep. <laughs> and everybody, like everybody we were standing with was like, that was Ryan. And I'm like, Whoa! you know, you just have that moment of like, you, you can feel your, your head just ready to explode because you can't yeah. figure out that that's who that was just two seconds ago. Yeah, and so I love the cons. Like you just never know what you're going to get there. So yep. I want to go, you know, I can't wait to get back. I didn't go to New York Comic Con because I just moved down to North Carolina. So it was literally the mm. week that I was moving, so I couldn't go. Oh, yeah. But next yeah. year, I'll be back on the floor, dressed as somebody, running around, back taking at, pictures. Back at Jack, Jacob Javits. Whatever. 
Now we got to yeah. Utah. We got to go to New York Comic Con. You you've gone to San Diego Comic Con many times. I've been, San, I've been to San Diego Comic Con for and, a while. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you just absolutely. over that I, second part there, didn't you? I don't know what you, I I didn't hear. What was the second part? <laughs> just you leave me behind. You go to San Diego. I'm like, where's Utah this week? He's in San Diego. You didn't tell. No, Utah. Wow. It, well, you don't fit in the you don't fit in the carry on luggage, Jeff. That's, I know. I need to issue. lose some weight. I get it. Well, I mean. <laughs> I, I'm willing to put you in check to lot check baggage if you want there to give go. that a shot. All right, all right. No, yeah, but, but New York Comic Con is even is is closer. Yes. I mean, technically, we could it drive there. Um, I mean, we could drive to San Diego if, as well, but it's not. That like, would be it's not, a lot it's not longer. Like there's an ocean in between us, but um, no, it's uh, it's a closer be a road drive. trip. And uh, yes. yeah, I've been thinking about that, like New York Comic Con. Like, why have we should totally do that like we should it's uh, the so three of much should, fun we should make a world road trip right. oh, oh there think, you go would that you would go Aaliyah? Sweet. absolutely yeah. i've always wanted to go to new york yeah it's on my, uh, my baltimore list. is great too the baltimore mm. comic-con is a lot of fun yeah um, baltimore is good yeah that's a good I'm one i met jason momoa at new york comic-con wow and that's yeah, cool super nice yeah like nicest guy i couldn't I was blown away with how down to earth and nice he was. Like I was expect, you know, you, you know, never know. To hear yeah. yeah, you sure. never know. You never know. Yeah, you're just like okay. And I went as Arkham Asylum Harley. Mm. Oh, cool. And I'm like, okay. And and he like the minute I walked in, he went, oh my god, somebody's dressed up. And I looked at him. I went, <laughs> I was like, it's Comic Con. You'd be surprised how many people are coming in just regular dress. Like I met them off the street. He's like, like, we're going to take this picture. Like, yeah, we bumped into each other. And I'm literally staring at him like, are you talking to me? Like, we're, what? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, come here, honey. Let's take our picture. This is the best part of my day. And I'm still standing there like, you're really big. And <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do with you. And so he's like, no, no, no. And my, I brought my friend and I had won like the raffle where I got like two extra minutes with him. You know? Oh, cool. Yeah. And, so she, and all she's doing is giggling. She's not saying a word. She's just giggling. And I'm looking at her like, you're making me look so good right now. Thank you so much, Laura. And she, and he's like, and he looks at her, he's like, and how are you? And she literally went like this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this hurts. Oh, that's hilarious. So like, and he's like, come on, girls, like getting close. And I said, oh, if I get in any closer, I'm going to get makeup on your shirt. Makeup. He pulls his shirt down. He goes, do you know how many of these I own? And Laura oh, I thought you were going to say, like this, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, I thought you were going to say, well, let me take it off then. And he just took it off. Oh, he, I, I think if we had asked, he would have done it. Oh, he flipped so his hair up and he went, let's go. Oh, oh wow. She's giggling. And I'm like, I, I just what got is this going look on? like, yeah. yeah, I'm just like so much. But for what a great cool. picture, right? He didn't like the first one. You gotta take a, so you got to take another one? He goes, I don't like it. And Laura's going, he doesn't like it. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and so the people are like, Mr. Momo, we need to move this long. He goes, I don't like it. We're doing it again for them. And I'm like, he don't like it. Like, oh, <laughs> great. Oh, wow. He's like, that's girls, get in closer. And Laura goes, he said closer. I'm like, <laughs> she's going to pass out. I'm like, oh, that's so we, great. 
he got in real close. He literally picked us up. I'm like, I got the cane. I'm like, my life ain't so bad. <laughs> I'm a happy camper. I she's ready yeah. to pass out. We take the picture and I go, look, I said, my boss wouldn't give me today off unless I gave you this present. So he looks at me and I watch my language. He goes, are you serious? I said, yeah. And he goes, so somebody's like hurrying us. And he finally goes enough to the person. And I was like, dang, okay. <laughs> So he goes, give it to me. So I go, it's a necklace. He goes, aren't managers? And then he used a line, he used a certain word and he goes, they're such. And I went, yes, they are. He goes, tell him you gave it to me, sweetie. Don't worry about it. And I went, yes, Aquaman. Cause I just didn't know what else to say. I was just like, Aquaman right, spoke right. to me. And he goes, you, you have a good sweetie. day, honey. And I was That's like, awesome. okay. And then he goes, what are you doing? At the time I was personal training. I said, oh, I'm a personal trainer. He goes, I was doing javelin throws to get my body ready for Aquaman. And I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Once again, I'm like, I don't know why we're having this discussion. Cause like I can't help. And then he just starts going on about his workout for Aquaman. And I'm like, uh-huh. okay. Okay. And he's like, so then I'm doing, and he's just starts talking to me about his workout. And I'm like, really? Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> And he's like, so I'm surfing. And when I'm paddling, you know what I do? I actually scoop. And I'm like, sure. Mm. And he just talked to me for like five minutes. Meanwhile, they're rushing him. And he's like, I'm not done talking. And I'm like, that's so great. Well, have a great day. He's like, and you too. He's like, thank you. And I'm like, no, thank you. Because I'm like, (laughs) I don't know what to do here. Like, I, and we just went about our business and my friend the whole time giggling and she's like, he was nice. I'm like, how the hell would you know you were giggling? <laughs> Did she remember any of it at all? <laughs> she just walked out of there holding, she grabbed that picture so quick. And then she's like, I you bet. can get the copy up front. I'm like, no. I can get the copy. She goes, yeah, copies up front. She took the original, walked right out. I was like, oh, that's funny. I'm like, you know, I won the lottery. She goes, yeah, you invited me. And I'm the guest. <laughs> wow. Trotted right out of there. I was like. I think you? that's, I think that's the case. I, so many of these, uh, like we go to wizard world here, Utah and I have, mm-hmm. uh, we, we did a photo shoot with Bruce Campbell. Uh, oh. and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that was, uh, they, the, the, it's the, it's not the celebrities that are rude. It's, it's, no, the, staff it's the photo that are yes. yeah. trying to hurry it along. And, yep. and I know they've got a job to do and they've got uh, oh, hundreds yeah. of people to get through. Mm-hmm. So I'm not picking on them, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, the, they want to make a little conversation. And yeah, uh, it's just my daughter and I did one with Millie Bobby Brown when she mm-hmm. was in town because uh, we had both just shaved our heads for St. Baldrick's to raise money for pediatric cancer. Uh, and my daughter, so she was bald. So she went as, uh, as, as 11, a, like she was dressed as 11 and, and then they announced Millie was going to be there. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I I wasn't going to buy it. I never, it's just too expensive. Mm -hmm. The only reason, you know, I did it, did it with Bruce Campbell's because we could split the the cost, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. But I'm like, okay, this one's all on me. It's my daughter. So let me, let me, of course, but I'm like, Oh, I got to do it. I mean, she's, she's going as 11. Um, and, and you had, uh, and you dressed up too. I was, I was Hopper. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) but, uh, what, so just as an example of the two, what, what you just said there, we were standing outside. Uh, we had a booth uh, there for uh, a charity that um, 
we, we do extra life. And yep. so I, I was there as a booth person and booth personnel, we can come up to the front of the line and get in. And oh, I was okay. like, um, uh, they'll just kind of throw us in. And so we were told to stand at this one spot and we stood there and the line is all the way over, you know, kind of lined up next to us. And we're standing at the, at the rope uh, off to the side and just waiting to find out what's going to happen. Um, as we're standing there, somebody walks behind us and says, Hey, 11. And Rachel and I turn around and it's her as she's walking by to go <laughs> into the photo her. booth. And she, as she's going to the curtain, she just kind of waves like, Hey, you know, like, you know, just really cool. I mean, she was just being yeah. nice. Right. We get in there to take the photo and they're like rushing us through. They won't even let us, you know, like uh, they won't let you bring in the ego container. Yep. I get that right, because right. of promotion. Like they wouldn't yeah, do that. Sure. So we had to Brand leave that Andrew. out there. But uh, yeah, they were just like, get in here, get it done. You know, yep. she was like, like this pointing at us. Like she was really cool about it. But, you know, obviously she's like nice and willing to engage yeah. with people. But they're just like, move along, move along, move along. And it was just, yeah. So we felt really uncomfortable, like even saying something when we walked in it was really awkward uh but we got a great picture with her but yeah it's just you know again I, i'm not knocking them i know they have a yeah, job to do but exactly they have a job to do and i get it and i'm sure people are very rude to them who feel mm. entitled to like because they're I'm like sure. i paid for this picture sure. and you know so right. i get that it kind of cuts both ways but sometimes you're like look i'm not being rude to you like i got up there and i was like i was waiting to go and i was like hi how are you to you know the handlers and mm-hmm. they literally looked me up and down and were like, excuse me. I'm like, well, excuse, you know, this is like part of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's so, part of the experience. He was not, yeah. he was not expensive. I, I only paid $75. Yeah, that's so, not that's expensive not at all. all. No. And, and he's like, he's know, like double, triple that now. Right. Mm-hmm. And this was when Aquaman first came out. So, yeah, so wow. you got, yeah. I, I was, you know, Hey, I was happy. And like I said, I won this little lottery thing to where the following no two years later, when Endgame came out, Paul Rudd wanted mm-hmm. 400 bucks. Holy cow. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, look, yeah. I love me some Paul Rudd. Don't get me wrong. Right? Man, hey, I think we all love me some Paul Rudd. Yes. <laughs> yeah. we, all, we all love. Hey, he, he's what? He, he's this he's year's sexiest, sexiest man, man alive. alive, right? I, I'm yes. secure in my masculinity, but I I'm, I love me some Paul Rudd. Same. I love me some Paul Rudd. I love me some Paul Rudd. Not for $400. I, I, I can't afford $400. I, and yeah, you know, if we and I all split it, maybe. Because I'm like, I know it's not him. It's mm-hmm. more the Javits Center and, you know, and oh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's all read pop and, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And that, I have a, so I have a quick story about that. So, um, the, I can't, I'm suddenly blanking on his name. This happens a lot lately. Um, but uh, he played Herschel in The Walking Dead. Um, can't think of his name. Yeah. William... But, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, played Herschel in Walking Dead. He was at uh, Wizard Maybe World that we were at. Um, mm-hmm. I had my three daughters with me, and we uh, we were just. It was towards the end of the last day. Um, we took a break from the booth, and we were you know kind of walked over to to where they had the all the celebrity ta- you know tables, and you know they have these signs up there, and it's like you know fifty dollars for a selfie, mm-hmm. you know all these prices, and right. as we're walking by. It's not very busy at all anymore. People are just kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. milling around. It's Sunday evening. And uh, as I walk by his, the paper has the um, the $50 scratched out and it, and 20 written in with a pen. And I was like, 
it's only 20 for Herschel. Like that's Herschel. Let's go. Like we were huge yeah. walking Scott Wilson. fans with Scott Wilson. That's his name. Um, we, we loved his character. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, it's only 20 bucks. Let's go do it. Yeah. Totally. Worth um, it. the people at the booth were like, you know, took the money and they were, uh, and we're thinking we get like two seconds with this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. He, we go over and he's like, like you sort of like you described Jason Momoa. He's so great. Gracious. Like this guy is like, Hey, uh, he gets that. Like we enjoy his art and we're mm-hmm. here as fans. And, um, yes. he literally, he gave, he gave my, like, as we were leaving, he gave my daughter's hugs. He was talking about their cosplay. Libby was Legolas from Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, she, she was yeah. long blonde hair at she the time. The elf. Yep. Yep. And uh, um, Hannah, was, I don't remember. She was a Pokemon. I Did think she goes to Pokemon. It was, yeah. um, or was Rachel? Rachel was a Pokemon. I don't know. Anyway, but no, um, Hannah he, he's complimenting on them. And then he hugs each of them. And he turns to me and he puts his arms out. And I'm like, I'm about to hug Herschel. Like, I'm like, <laughs> this is amazing. And he gives me this big old hug. And, and we just chatted for a few minutes and he was just the nicest guy in the world. And I, and from what I understand, like he went out there and changed the price because he's wow. like, this is ridiculous that they're charging this much to come talk to me. Like the celebrities aren't into that. They're paid mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah. They're, like, they're, they're they get paid regardless. Yeah. They got yeah. their money. Right. So I think some of them are like, okay, this, this seems uh, excessive. It's a little right. ridiculous. Yeah. Right. You know, um, you're there as a fan, you just want to have the interaction. And I think sometimes it gets lost in all the fanfare mm-hmm. of also the con itself, because let's face it, Comic-Con is now something that it, it was never what it was, you know, what it is now. It's I mean, very different than it, than its intention from the beginning. Yeah, exactly. I mean, now you got to be yep. fan verified and all this other stuff, you know, yep. it used to just be that we went, we had our fun. I mean, I kind of feel like it's it's now like the geeks kind of own the popular spot on the table in the cafeteria. Mm. You yeah. know, it's now cool to be a geek. Right. Yeah. And That's a good way it's a it. little different than the feel of what of when it what it used to be. And mm-hmm. now it's become obviously a moneymaker and, and stuff. God knows that I'm the first one for the Alex Ross gallery for my living <laughs> rats. I am there yep. so quickly. Here's my money, take it. You know, you don't like, you don't have to twist my arm. Give me my lithographs. You know, I I have my places where I go, artist alley, all that stuff. It's changed a lot, but I'm still there every year. I'm still giving them and the price keeps going up. Mm -hmm. You know, even the way they handled it this year with COVID, there was no refunds. So if you got COVID, I, you know, it's like, well, too bad. You're not getting your money back. And it's like, okay, how safe are we being? You know, it, it was, it's a very, it's a polarizing subject on a lot of, on a lot of things, but it's like, you have these fan, these fan experiences, you need to make it a little more accessible. To, you know, I mean, look, sure. if yeah. Gal Gadot is there, yeah, I'm giving, here's my $300. <laughs> okay, just take it, like, just, here's yeah. my arm, go, I'm good. But once you start hitting that $500 mark, I'm not paying yeah, five, even for start. Gal, I'm not paying $500. Mm-hmm. You know, even for Robert Downey, I'm not paying 500 bucks to be rushed right. for a picture of both of us sticking our hands out like we've got the Iron Man glove on. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm right. I'm not doing it because you just taken my money. Like, yeah. 
So I think sometimes it gets lost in in some of that, and you kind of want that camaraderie camaraderie of the con back, right? You know, oh yeah, for Absolutely. us, mm-hmm. because totally sometimes we're walking around and it's like I can't even move. I mean, yeah. like I will never wear a cape costume to Javits Center again. I went as Raven one year. I made that mistake oh, once. They get stepped on all the time. I that dress was off of me so fast, and I had the hood. I had the whole. I thought I was looking hot. Cool. My friend was like, "Yeah, it was getting stepped on left, and I was getting yanked back." Oh. And finally, I was like, "Oh, geez. I gotta go." I'm like, "I gotta leave." Yeah. I said, "I can't." You know, I'm like, "I can't do this." And then they had, you know, the guys with the cosplay is not consent thing, and I'm like, oh, I, yeah. you know, I'm like, "All right, you guys are making this so much worse than it needs to be." Because I'm like, I can come in here dressed as Vampirella. And most of the geeks and the cosplayers won't care what I'm dressed as. But you running around with a big sign that says cosplay is not consent following me around is making <laughs> Just, me feel. Yeah. Brings more attention to it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I think sometimes the cons, like, we're getting a little carried away with this stuff. Just yeah. just let us go and let us take the pictures. That's what we really, I want to take the picture with the guy dressed as Thanos. Who goes right. like he's going every year? Who looks like awesome? That's who I want to take the picture with. I don't care about the rest of this. Just let me go. Let me get my Alex Ross prints, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nope, not at you all. Know, I'm here for my. Nothing class. wrong with that at all. Well, that's if, fair. If we, if next year, if God, you know, help us, if COVID is finally at least uh, distant enough, or uh, I guess what am I word I'm looking for? Not as under control rampant yeah Yeah. well if it's under control and and, you know the conditions are safe enough yeah hopefully i'll have a booth i wanted to point out my wife that would be cool my wife's got my back here um scott wilson (laughs) but i i didn't look at it until in time but yeah she's uh she got my back i will have a booth and you guys can come visit me and i will have a booth if you have a booth oh yeah i'll be there that would be uh, yeah I would go to New York Comic Con for, for you, absolutely. I will. I will let you know, and I will be in full fay regalia at that that booth, and you know, oh, cool. doing that because that's that's my dream is to see cosplayers as my fake characters running around. Yeah, oh, that was going to be my next question. Like, yes. have like have you? Has anybody have you have you had fan art? Anybody like mm-hmm. do stuff like that yet? I've had some fan art. Um, I've had people ask me you know, have, have you thought about cosplaying like with fans? And I've said that what I'd love to do eventually is do a calendar with cosplayers as my characters. That's what I really love to do is to kind of bring that cosplay community in because I'm a cosplayer. I mean, this is, you know, everything that I've done. So I'd really like to bring it back kind of full circle and have yeah. other cosplayers. I want to see somebody as Jarvok. I want to see somebody as Zion, as Asa, you know, as my dark fae characters, as my light fae characters. I want to see him walking around the con floor. And I'd eventually like to do a calendar of other cosplayers as these characters and see what their interpretations are. Because I think um, that would be really, really cool. Yeah. Just kind of see where they take it. Because I can only go so far with it. You know, they're, they're my characters. Right. So obviously I have a certain, you know, aesthetic, a certain feel toward them. Sure. But somebody else could totally come up and be like, no, I see her this way or I see him this way. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. go crazy. What do you think the Kyanite armor that the Dark Fae wear looks like? 
I would love to see, you know, an celestial blade. What is, what do you guys think it looks like? Yeah, that would be, that would be awesome. And I'd like to pay it back to the community because they've been super supportive of the book. And I think it'd be nice. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds that's amazing. Fantastic. Well, tell folks where they can find more information, where they can get a hold of the book and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, you can always check me out on Instagram at birth of the Fae underscore novel or check it out at birthofthefay.com. And then you can find the book um, at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, or check out the audio at audible.com. And then book two comes out in December. And uh, the book book two is called Birth of the Fae, Thine Eyes of Mercy. And it takes place in Tudor, England. So we go from beginning of time with book one to what the Fae are up to in Tudor, England. And we have a whole new set of villains in book two. Sounds interesting. Yes, it does. I've taken, uh, instead of going with King Henry or Queen uh, Queen Elizabeth, we go with Queen Mary. And um, Bloody Mary. Nice. Interesting. See uh, how the Fae have gotten involved with humanity a little bit differently this go round and what the aftermath of war has been between the two Fae factions. Interesting. Yeah, it's a different... I, I learned a lot about Tudor England and what the protocols I are. <laughs> um, I took a class in English, in Tudor England protocol and how they eat. Wow. Just to find out, like, yeah, apparently you don't sit. You have to bathe your hands in rose water to show everybody at the table that you are clean. Really? Wow. Yes, I did not know that. I know that now, huh. though. So, yes. And they all had their own utensils in a pack that they wore on their oh, hips. Oh, they carried, they, they carried they their took, own utensils. Oh. So they were prepared for COVID before they COVID. Sure the they, 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 they were, they were ready for, yeah. Yes. They were always ready for COVID, apparently. They carried their own utensils. And it was mostly Shoot, a I spoon wish, and knife. It's not a really? I wish I... I wish I knew yes. that before I went to medieval times way back in the day. <laughs> yeah, medieval times ain't got nothing on us. But yeah, I, I've learned a lot. Yes, they took their napkins and they put it over their left shoulder. Huh. huh. Yeah, that's all the aristocrat, like the, all the upper class. Yeah. Yes, I, wow. I've learned a lot about it. Um, about, uh, yeah, Tudor England. So where was this class? Uh, I took it online. That's very yes, cool. Yes, I did. It's straight from the UK to kind of get it right because or else yeah, yeah. well yeah that whole on um, I mean, that show with um the tutors totally the false. tutors yeah totally <laughs> false. of course it is of course it is they were all pretty to look at but no that was not right <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. not really how it was <laughs> no believe it or not that's not how it was jonathan reese myers looks really good as king henry but no no, no, that's not that, how it was. No, that's not how it went. I, I, I don't know. TV did me wrong on that one. <laughs> Surprisingly, Go figure. it wasn't true. Go figure. You're yeah, waiting no. for them to hand you your silverware and they all have yeah. it in their pockets. Yeah, don't sit. <laughs> don't sit. You know, you got to wait till you bathe your hands first and show everybody you're clean. But yeah, so it'll be, it's interesting. Book two is, um is ready to go and then we'll, uh we'll move from there. But I have a bunch ready and. The Fae are, uh, are all set for everybody to see where they're going to take it and and go. 
So I'm excited. Very cool. Awesome. The, the closest thing to tutor that I tutor knowledge for me is that my neighbor across the street has a tutor house. That's it. That's, all I got. <laughs> That's okay. I'll take that. That was about as much knowledge as I had before I started this. So we're we're right there. Don't worry about it. It's awesome. all good. Good. And all my good. favorite. My favorite tutor is Tutor's Biscuit World, which is a, a restaurant that you can find in West Virginia. In West I knew Virginia. Leo would know what I was talking about. Oh my gosh. What is that? What oh, is Beach that? Fork. No, you went to Beach Fork. Okay, we're going to reminisce about West Virginia. Anyway, um, yeah, Tutor, <laughs> Tutor's Biscuit World, man. They're the best. They make biscuit sandwiches like at all times of the day. It was awesome. Literally. Just the fact favorite. that it's made Biscuit World. You yeah. can't go wrong with yeah. it. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. My dad made biscuits, homemade biscuits and gravy today and just decided to send me a bunch of pictures of it. Just, <laughs> just pictures. Just That's pictures. Cruel. I, That's was, cruel. <laughs> That's cruel. That's really. Yeah. <laughs> it was. <But> anyway. <laughs> well, Danielle, thank you so much for being on the show this week. We appreciate it. Uh, um, yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I really did uh, love the book, I'm, and you. you've got me hooked. Now I want to find out what's going to happen next, especially uh, what you said um, is coming. So I'm looking thank forward you. to that. Uh, hopefully, I'll get. Uh, you know, uh, may, I may have to read the uh, the new the version or the edition. new edition yeah. <laughs> before uh, before December first, if that's when the Kindle version's coming out. But uh, you know, I'm on that, so no problem. <laughs> I'll, I'll hook you up. We're all, all good. right. So before we go, though, we do want to. We have a segment that we're going to do here. Oh, that's right. That, uh, back when Utah and I first started this podcast, this is something that we wanted to do. Um, that was what, and, back before electricity, was it? I don't remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was before Aaliyah was born. And the um, <laughs> basically, uh, it never happened because I had this weird idea that people were just going to listen to our podcast. And so, therefore, they would send stuff in. Turns out, you know, you need to get about 50 episodes in, like we are, before p- people start paying attention to what you're saying. And even that is not a ton That's of right. people, but we appreciate Every last one of you. Every one of you. Yes. No, I mean, I really do. I appreciate all the, all the people who are listening. Um, All one of you who's watching us live right now, unfortunately. Maybe two or three. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, More people listen to the podcast, but you know, we appreciate you and thank you. So what we want to do is give you a voice on the show as well. It's our, uh, it's our 90 second geek rant is what it, what it's called. And uh, right now it's time for the 90 second geek rant. That's right. I even had a sounder made up for it all that time ago, and I finally get to use it on a show. Here we are. So (laughs) what it is, is um, we've got a speak pipe uh, link out there where you can actually uh, speak your mind. We want to hear your hot take on some kind of issue going on in pop culture today. Maybe you read a book that was really awesome. You want to recommend it to other people. Um, Maybe you heard us say uh, something about a movie that we love. Maybe you heard me say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie and you want to tell me it's not. Um, You you can jump on there uh, and speak your mind. We will select uh, a few and um, we're going to let you have a moment at the end of the show. We'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, I tell you, though, if you come at me about Christmas, I'm going to talk afterwards. Like I'm not I get the last word. That's that's the rule on the show, though, because I, I have the control of the, the board here. So yeah, I can play your audio and then just go off. So no, I won't do that. <laughs> um, just mute you. Yeah. Um, But no, we want you to to go ahead and do that. So um, that's at speakpipe.com slash world gone geek. So you can just go there, speakpipe.com 
slash world gun geek. And uh, there it is on the thing down there. You can see it if you're live with us now. Um, oh, look, there so it is. You can go there and leave your uh, message. So we're going to play one today. Um, this is from Katie. Uh, we're going to find out what she has to say. And here's Katie's 92nd Geek Rant. Something that I've been geeking out over recently is the book, The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers. In it, she explores alien races, human AI relations, and cultures in post-Earth societies in an extremely refreshing way. I could go on and on about how unique and well-developed the alien races are, from the scaly reptilian andrisks and the complexity of their family structures to the slug-like harmogians who, despite their physical weakness, use their highly advanced technology to wage war and decimate other species. The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet follows Rosemary Harper, a new human member of the multi-species crew aboard the Wayfarer, a junky old tunneling ship. Aboard the ship, Rosemary struggles to find her place among her peers as she tries desperately to keep them from finding the truth about her past. I don't want to spoil anything, but all I can say is that I love this book and the two sequels, A Closed and Common Orbit and Records of a Spaceborn Few. I cannot recommend it enough. Please check it out. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, Katie. If that's your real name, Becky. No, I'm just kidding. Katie. Katie. Oh, it's Katie. not Becky. You sure? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so she is. Uh, um, she's recommending that book. I uh, since, like I said, this was a segment we wanted to do long ago. Um, so she sent this in way back then. So it's finally coming on. I have to let her know that it's fun. she can finally listen to the show now because Katie, her, we heard I you. Could, um, but no, yeah. So I actually, uh, started reading that book after she recommended it way back. It is re very good. My wife actually had already read it when I told her about it. She was like, yeah, I read that. Oh, um, so it's, it's actually really good. And uh, that was 72 seconds. Katie is perfect. Uh, you got it in 90 seconds. So you see, you can get a lot out in, in 90 seconds. You get a, a chance to really speak your mind there. Um, so, but, uh, if you want to do the same, if you want to give us, uh, your recommendation for books, movies, um, or just a hot take on something in pop culture. There's the link at the bottom. Uh, it's in the show notes for you guys listening on the podcast, speakpipe.com slash geek. We want to hear from you. And uh, that's going to do it for our show this week. Danielle, thank you so much again for being here. It was a pleasure to talk it to you. It was a pleasure, um, Danielle. Thank you so much. Uh, as I said, though, our... Um, our theme this month is writers. So we got another writer coming on next week. His name is Riley Toon. He uh, has written some books. He loves uh, geeky stuff too. He's got some superhero books that he's written and some other stuff. Um, he's going to come and geek out with us next week. Uh, as we continue season two of World Gone Geek, we thank you guys for listening because uh, we couldn't do it or we could do it without you, but it wouldn't be as fun. Um, nah. So thank you for listening. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I mean, I didn't know how, what I'm supposed to say there, but uh, no. <laughs> We're grateful that you listen. We appreciate it. We want to make sure that you're following us on all of our uh, social medias. That's basically everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, at World Gun Geek. We're all those places. Please check us out. Uh, we'll see you guys hopefully next week with Riley. No game night this week. We're doing every other week night, but we hope to see you next time. Thanks so much for being here. Bye, everyone. Bye. The podcast is real is a World Gone Geek production.